0: Hello and welcome to A.A. Beyond Belief, the podcast. I'm your host, John S. Today we'll be speaking with Bob Kay from the Whitby Freethinkers Group and author of Key Players in A.A. History. In this episode, we'll discuss A.A.'s past, present, and future, including an interesting account of the Greater Toronto Area Intergroups, disenfranchisement of three A.A. groups, and the resulting action before the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal. Hey, Bob, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I've um, been
1: looking forward to talking yeah. to you. Yeah, no, I have too. It's uh, um, um, We contact all these people via the Internet, and, uh, you know, sometimes I'm surprised when I hear their voice. It sounds different from what I've framed in my head. And uh, yeah. uh, I have a couple of guys in Britain that I would uh, John Stewart is one. And... Uh, Gabe, who wrote the 12 uh, Steps to Serenity thing, uh, uh, I consider myself fairly close to those guys, and I've never never, uh, never met them. Uh, Gabe, uh, we did some k- kind of Skype-ish type of mm-hmm. stuff uh, when the Facebook chat, but uh, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. I-, I know some of the people I know on the Internet I know better than the folks from my home group.
0: Yeah, I'm getting that way, too. I, I spend so much time with um, Doris and Thomas and Roger uh, you know that I yeah. those those three people, and they're nowhere near me, um, in geographically. But I I mean I talk yeah. to them probably more than any other AA people there are. But I wanted to thank yeah. you, Bob, because you know when when Roger first decided to um, so-called retire, which he never really <laughs> <laughs> did, but when Roger decided right. not to do his Sunday articles, and he did he suggested that we start AA Beyond Belief. It was just you were the the first person that he um, had helped me and so you we we had all these articles from your um book, and um you were the only person I knew out there that would that would figure out what to do with the upcoming article and it was i wanna thank you for that because um it was kind of a scary time to try to figure figure out what the hell
1: yeah are um, we involved you know with here. <laughs> my memories of that is that the, the AA beyond belief didn't jump out of the gate as fast as we were hoping it would. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't getting the readership and, uh, 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 uh agnostica was getting con- contributions from all over the place. Yep. Uh, and lots of them. Uh, uh, I, I, I had the same thing with Roger in the early stages of, uh, AA agnostica. And here's one thing to Roger's great credit. And, uh, and uh, I like Roger better than I like you. And uh, the reason is you're too nice, and uh, Roger's grumpier. He's more like me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're suited to get along better. But yeah. uh, uh, w- one great thing, to Roger's credit, was he could have blogged every week. He could have written something. He's a marvelous writer, he and is. he's opinionated. And, uh he, he backed off, uh, you know, the humility thing. He backed off and encouraged other people to come aboard. And there were times he used to phone me and say, can, can you if you got anything for sunday you can put anything together and you know this is four or five years ago i didn't have a book mm-hmm. and um yeah i i've had an interest in writing since i was a you know probably a college student i was pretty good on the uh college courses that required essays and uh, um anyway i had an interest in doing it never did it uh uh, and um, anyway, publishing a book at age 65, uh, when you're 65, uh, different things excite you. But mm-hmm. this was one of the best things I've done in my life. It was a terrific thing to do. So.
0: Was it Roger that encouraged you to do that?
1: Uh, t- to some extent, and uh, uh, he encouraged me. Uh, he really was um, very supportive. He liked my writing style, and he was complimentary. And, uh, uh, you know, at that time, uh, he he had need for content, mm-hmm. much as you did in the early Beyond Belief uh, mm-hmm. first few months. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't getting it from a lot of sources at that time. So anyway, that prompted me to... You know, I, I would get the essay up on the Internet, get some nice comments and, you know, read it uh, 14 times. And mm-hmm. uh, I just like that whole thing. I, I'm sure there's an ego element to that. But so I would sit down and research and write another one. And uh, at some point I said, I have a half a book here. Yeah. And I actually actually had about 40 percent. And, I, you know, I was the agnostica history guy mm-hmm. and did various essays on Bill Wilson and, and, and some of the minor characters. And, uh, yeah. So when I, once I decided to, uh, go with, uh, do a book, uh, I really ramped it up and, uh, you know, as, uh, uh, probably produced the last 60% of the book. And, maybe 10 weeks, mm-hmm. uh, the writing business and some people out there that will be listening to this that uh, has some writing experience. Uh, like I, I get going full tilt. It's insane. And I get a meditation type of benefit when I'm into it. Yeah. Like I'll reach for a sip of coffee and it is ice cold yeah. because I've been, You know, mindfulness into the moment for 90 minutes, uh, intent, uh, focused activity, I think they call it. I don't know a great deal about meditation, but uh, a woman in a meeting one time was talking about focused activity, Mm -hmm. and I just totally related to that. I've heard other uh, musicians talk about uh, a meditative effect from playing the guitar or whatever.
0: Yeah, I've experienced Uh, that with writing, too, when I really enjoy just the experience and the process of, of, of writing and thinking it through and just kind of getting lost in whatever it is I'm trying to, to communicate. It is it is kind of a neat experience.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's something I like, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, at my age, I, I, I'm not chasing girls as much as I used to. mm
0: so. <laughs>
1: And that's the truth.
0: Well, it's pretty amazing that you could write this, like you know, it's fresh because all all these people have been written about before, you know. So how did you manage to do that? Did, and did you did you find you anything know, new when you were doing your research?
1: When when I when I came into AA, uh, and that's twenty five years ago, uh, I'm I'm a reader. Uh, I, am finding, uh, a big percentage of AA members aren't readers, but mm-hmm. I was a reader and I came into AA and I, I just, uh oh, the God stuff was driving me crazy. I wasn't very interested in the program stuff. Although mm-hmm. we, we read the 12 and 12, uh, you know, a lot of 12 and 12 meetings. And, uh, but anyway, I read, pass it on. I read Dr. Bob and the good old timers, mm-hmm. uh, like the first month mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm going. I love this. You know, I just the history stuff. I was never much of a history guy, mm-hmm. but my thinking was, if I'm going to belong to this organization, I want to know something about it. And and I wish there were more books. And there are dozens and dozens and hundreds more books, but they're not on the table at meetings because they're right. not conference approved. You know, it, it, for for somebody like me who's become a bit of a. A. a scholar mm-hmm. it's an embarrassment to me i did not read ernie kurtz's book not god until about six years ago because yeah. i didn't see it yeah and i wasn't a internet guy at all till about six years ago and uh you know i didn't know all these things were on amazon and uh uh you know i have easily two shelves full of books that are related directly to AA, mm-hmm. and of course, 95% of them are not conference approved, because uh, the conference isn't, wasn't, anyway, the AA wasn't too interested in publishing books not written by Bill Wilson.
0: So. Right. Yeah, it still kind of seems to be that way, I, unfortunately, I yeah. think. But yeah, I was anyway, kinda like that. I like the history too. I, I remember reading those those two books, Pass It On and Doctor Bob and The Good Old Timers, pretty early on. Um I've always kind of liked history though. So uh
1: Yeah. I wanna make one point before I forget, and uh people like you and me who are secularists mm-hmm. Uh, aA history is the great friend of the secularist because when I probe into the details of some of this stuff the fundamentalist party line uh, jargon isn't confirmed always by the history of the events uh, you know I'm a bit of a big book guy I used to write but write about the big book for Toronto Intergroup about ten or twelve years and uh Anyway, like it, 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 in the big book, it says, you know, uh, we, we absolutely agree on the solution. You know, here's a solution that we absolutely agree upon. Well, that that asked me to believe that Dr. Bob and Jim Burwell did exactly the same thing. And they didn't remotely mm-hmm. do the same thing. The the big book is a compromise. You know, uh, uh, I, I think I put in my book somewhere... Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a political junkie and I watch these conventions where there's seven candidates and uh, uh, we have them in Canada where they'll go from seven candidates and they have all this voting and the lead guy gets 21% and the a bottom two drop out and it goes down through this process. And at the end, they have a final vote to unanimously endorse the candidate that 21% of people were in favor of. They did the same thing in the big book. Uh, I- I'm sure the Christians we're not delighted with God as we understood him, you know. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Bob and the troops didn't like that. And here's a, a, oh, I got a, um, I'm a book, junkie now. Uh, uh, I got a biography of Bill Wilson that I didn't own. I saw it online. I own every one that I ever see. I've got to buy it and have it. Anyway, uh, uh, I got a new one the other day, so uh, I'm pretty up on Bill Wilson. And uh, uh, Bill Wilson was a visionary. He, mm-hmm. he moved a, a uh, probably not enough for me, but he moved it somewhat away from the uh, religious roots and uh, there, there are big book dumpers in my area yeah. who are God, 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 God. But if AA was Christian, they'd probably be somewhere else. Like, so, a lot of the God people in AA aren't Christian at all, other so than they love the Lord's Prayer.
0: When Bill started out, when, okay, because he had that experience in Towns Hospital. So did he? Did, was he like a true believer in the beginning, and then he evolved over time? Or was he never really...
1: Well, anyway, we, we are left to theorize... Uh, uh-huh. uh, Uh, To some extent, I mean, uh, the religious thing is a private matter. Uh, I have some very knowledgeable people that refer to Bill Wilson as an agnostic, even Mm -hmm. in sobriety. Um, Anyway, here's uh, the the town's hospital thing. Like, what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. Uh, Cynical people like us uh, (laughs) like to... uh, on the you know the drugs that right. were, were, were administered and you know i don't think it's that joe c has a rather interesting view on this he says maybe he just made it all up and <laughs> yeah uh, you know th- that's a possibility yeah, yeah here's 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 as a history junkie, here's my take on it. Um, Bill Wilson's grandfather, paternal grandfather, mm-hmm. in 1877, big drinker, went up the mountainside, uh, probably, uh, we don't know his blood alcohol level at the time on this mm-hmm. Sunday morning, but I, I'm guessing <laughs> it was up there. And uh, so he goes up the mountainside, looks at the sun, is blinded by the light. Uh, Mount Aeolus is the name of the mountain right next to their house. Root of Aeolus in Greek is windy. So uh-huh. <laughs> the, the wind for him was real. Uh-huh. So anyway, Bill Wilson's father, so this guy goes up the mountain and he, he never drank again. He had the contact with God, big mm-hmm. giant spiritual experience, uh, lived another eight years, and uh, uh, as as far as we know, didn't drink again. So mm-hmm. Bill Wilson's father uh, was quite quite a drinker, and uh, he, Bill Wilson acted like I did when I was married. I acted like I was single. I went to bars and came home, and Bill Wilson's father's mother owned the uh, inn with a bar, and his excuse is, I'm there helping my mother Well, he's bartending and getting hammered every night. So, Bill Wilson's mother used to tell this grandfather story over and over again. Uh-huh. You know, her subtle way of taking a shot at her husband, maybe you ought to do this. And meanwhile, Bill Wilson is listening to this story over and over Uh, again. And, uh, you know, uh, the human brain is interesting. Uh, You know, I'm sure Bill had, uh, you know, could run a movie of this event in his head. So when the time of great need in December 34 and he's in the hospital and, uh, you know, he knows he's going to die or something terrible is going to happen if he doesn't stop drinking within a short period of time, I think he willed the Spiritual experience. It was an act of will. What can I do with this? And he just started tossing Grandpa's uh, story through and through in his head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he hints at this in uh, um, what's the dull book that I don't like too much? Alcoholics Anonymous Comes of Age. He says, In my mind's eye, blah, blah, blah happened. Well, yeah. what does in my mind's oh. eye mean other than in my imagination? <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I think he just lied there and said, geez, I wonder if I could will myself to a spiritual experience uh, like my grandpa had. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, imagine the uh, wind blowing and, uh, you know, a cynical bastard that I am. I, I hint in my book, I said, you know, maybe the, maybe a nurse assisted the wind blowing thing by leaving <laughs> the window open. Yeah. You know, a Cold December yeah. day.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, But well, reality is we don't know. Yeah. Uh, just uh, um, for those those. Those of us that don't think there's a creator, uh, you know, even a lot of people that believe in the creator don't buy into that he reaches down and uh, takes a screwdriver and adjusts alcoholics to fix them. You know, it's a pretty ludicrous idea when millions of, you know, infants are starving in Africa. Yeah. So anyway, stuff like that is in my book. and, And my book is, you asked about research. I did not do original research. What I did was I read 50 books and bring the highlights. So I would read a book on Clarence Snyder that, uh, not too many people be interested in reading 300 pages about. And I would bring a six page essay. Here's the highlights of Clarence Snyder. I did the same thing with Carl Young. I read his autobiography and, uh, some other stuff. And, uh, I think it anyway, worked well, because uh, pop- the
0: way you tied in the um, Bill Wilson's grandfather's story to his um, experience at Towns Hospital, I've never read that tie-in anywhere else before.
1: Yeah, well, it's just uh, like something I observed. I mean, a fundamentalist isn't going to see that.
0: No. You mm-hmm.
1: know, God came to his room. Uh, 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 not that many people. I, I, the grandfather's stories in passing on, but... Uh, yeah. It's in a little more detail in some of the biographies, I think, and uh, yeah, I don't think uh, um, maybe somewhere some some biographer probably related to that before, but I don't know. Maybe that's an original idea in my part. But like, I didn't go like the archives guy and dig through files of letters. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like Reader's Digest. Mm-hmm. I went and brought the short version of different people, and you know, Frank Frank Buckman who started the Oxford Group. You know, I don't know a lot of people who want to read 400 pages on Frank Buckman, yeah. and uh, I plotted my way through that. And I, you know, I bought something about his childhood. Frank Buckman uh, is interesting. His father was a liquor distributor.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and his mother—a lot of religious nutbag mothers in these scenarios. Dr. Bob's mother, total religious nut bar. Uh, Dr. Bob was forced to go to church five times a week uh, as a child. And, uh, you know, at university age, he vowed never to set foot in another church again and only violated that by going to a few weddings till, uh you know, 1933. Yeah, interesting stuff, but... Uh, you know and, and the the book the AA book that was really motivated why did they do it so fast they had like You know, maybe 70-something guys, maybe Mm -hmm. 82, depends where you read the number. Bill Wilson was an exaggerator. He rounded it up to Mm -hmm. 100. And uh, they did that to make money. You know, uh, here's the two great failed entrepreneurs, uh, Hank and Bill Wilson, Uh and they're three years sober and things aren't coming together. You know, they are scraping along. And, uh, you know, they've got this little business going and they got evicted out of their office and mm-hmm. had to move to a smaller office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these two big shots, how are we going to make money? And Hank laid out the charts to a million books sold and mm-hmm. all the money that would pay back to the investors. And mm-hmm. Bill Wilson and Hank, they each own 33% of the books. So, mm-hmm. you know, that the. the Party line story is, you know, oh, and these, uh, uh organization, AA, wanted to own its own book and blah, blah, blah. They didn't own the book. Mm-hmm. Bill Wilson owned a third. Hank owned a third. That's, they got those yep. thirds for doing it. And uh, the investors owned the other third. They were going to get paid off. And in right. 1940, you know, the, the budding, uh, what they call the Alcoholic Foundation, mm-hmm. they took Bill Wilson and said, hey, you can't do this and uh so they they worked out a new uh deal mm-hmm. where uh you know he got royalties instead of this ownership mm-hmm. that that ownership by the way, that one third share mm-hmm. if if that would have Bill Wilson and his heirs, we'd be up to two hundred million dollars now, wow. Yeah, and and Bill Wilson, Bill Wilson, Lois Wilson made a lot of money out of book royalties. Uh She was making a million dollars, a million dollars a year in 1986, 87, towards the end of her life. So the, uh, the fact that the book didn't take off in sales like they projected doesn't change the fact that was, they were trying to make money at this thing. That's probably the primary reason. And and the sad part, if they had waited another five years, I think the book would have been better. Yeah. You know, uh, um Bill Wilson kinda of mellowed out a little bit and uh, you know, when he threw the, the the spiritual experience appendix in the back of the book. I mean a nice bone to guys like Bob Kay and John S. Yeah. You know, you need a personality change and uh You know, I'm a believer in when you strip away the religiosity, uh, there's some good stuff under there. Yeah. And it's like when when you strip away the drinking from Bob Kay, there's some bad stuff in Mm -hmm. there. And and I'm a resentful son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have fears that I'm embarrassed about as a Mm -hmm. 40-year-old adult. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who wouldn't want to have less of some of that stuff? Right. no, I agree with uh, a that few too. Years. Yeah.
0: There's a process that you go through um through this through uh, for me it's through the steps, but it could also just be through every the totality of AA, but there's a process you go through to get to know yourself, I think, and so that you can understand where you need to change. Cuz I do think that we need yes, I is. I needed to change anyway. I felt like I did. see.
1: I, I, I'm a big believer, in, and three years ago, another guy and I, who thinks like I do, we started a, a free thinker meeting in Whitby, and mm-hmm. where I live is uh, it's about 20 minutes east of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Toronto downtown meetings—they're like an hour away from me if I'm going in any kind of traffic. Right. You know, if I went at three o'clock in the morning, I could get to door to door in 35 minutes, mm-hmm. but uh, I live, in, you know, on the fringe of a city of 5 million people, mm-hmm. and uh, traffic is insane, and rush hour is 6 hours, and uh, so, uh, anyway, when we, we started this, uh, we, we were at the planning stage of this probably about 37 months ago, and Joe hooked me up with this Craig C., and the reason we have this group going is because of Craig C., I didn't want to start an agnostic group and be sitting there with a coffee pot and myself. Right. And, uh, anyway, we, we formed a little group and I would recommend this to anybody, try and get some partners, uh, in starting the group. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the ones start that way, two, three guys, at least Mm -hmm. we had four and we lost two in the first two months. So, Mm -hmm. but we came out of the gate with a decent attendance but we weren't hitting the target market right away. Uh, we had a lot of, uh, believer kind of supporters, liberals, mm-hmm. and then friends of mine would come. And, uh, then we're in downtown of a small town, but mm-hmm. well, not a, a small, small town, but a hundred thousand people. Right. Um, and we get people, we got our meeting kind of in the book. That's a whole other story and a bit of grief doing that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we got a bit of run around from the local inner group. We, we don't read altered steps by the way. Right. Uh, I was at the Ontario, uh, at the Toronto, most of the intergroup meetings when the witch hunt was at its uh, full fervor. Mm-hmm. And uh, reasonable representatives, reasonable members of AA were convinced that, boy, this re- changing the steps is a bad thing. And, uh,
0: Would you like to go so, into that, Bob, D- the whole yeah. thing about the inner group from the how it all started? Because my understanding yeah. was, when, when I was talking to Roger, that, okay, these groups started like in 2011. They had these altered steps that the inner group itself had on their own website and let yeah, these groups read at their it's, meetings. It's
1: it's even a little better than that. The, the, the first uh, agnostic meeting, Joe and some other people started uh, Beyond Belief. That was September two thousand and nine. Okay. So that group come. I remember hearing it announced, and a friend of mine, who I took as a kind of religious guy, or you know, real AA fundamentalist guy, but a nice guy, and we always get along well. Uh, too many of us are, you know, we bristle at the uh, you know religiosity, and we stop ourselves from making friendships with some otherwise nice people. And mm-hmm. I've been lucky; I didn't really do that. So. Anyway, 2009, the first group comes up, and uh, Larry's group, uh, We Agnostics, was started a short time later. So they had these two groups going, and you can put up a page for your group and connect a link off the Toronto Intergroup website. So these groups had a link off the Toronto Intergroup website, and they had the agnostic, uh, you know, one of the agnostic versions of the 12 steps up on the website, and Toronto Intergroup. Would link you out to that, and that ran fine for about 20 months.
0: I see. Okay. No,
1: No big deal. But here, here is, uh, you know, and again, a bit of speculation, but uh, the composure of who was on Intergroup, the, they change every year, right. putting new committees on and whatever. Anyway, somebody, uh, and these groups were operating quietly and helping people, and I think totally not affecting AA as a whole in a negative way, mm-hmm. just targeting a, a market that is underserved. Mm-hmm. So anyway, some radicals got wound up about this, and uh, so they brought a motion to uh, boot these groups out, and that was in May of 2011. Okay. And anyway, there's the discussions going on, and somebody says, geez, we should carry this over to... Uh, uh, and anyway, they just pushed the JAMA through... And they jammed it through, and it was 25 votes to kick out the groups. And of course, the the ones in favor of kicking out the groups, they arrived with prepared speeches, and uh, mm. you know, uh, if they had uh, they had rallied some of the other camps, and uh, you, th- they did good political stuff. Anyway, mm. they only won 25 to 16 with nine abstainers so they really only got half of the reps from the people there to vote to kick them out so now they're out so they immediately right off the list and etc and now the, the, the groups themselves
0: Wheat. didn't have a representation is that right they weren't there to fight? well
1: they, they had up to that point gotcha and I mean, a, a lot of what you'll read online, oh, all they did was lost, lose their position in the list. No, they didn't. They they got disenfranchised from right. Toronto Intergroup. They have no vote. They didn't even get to vote when there was a motion to relist them. They couldn't mm-hmm. vote for themselves.
2: Okay. They
1: have no vote in the affairs of Toronto AA that are under the purview of Toronto Intergroup. So. Okay. In the normal uh, procedures, in six months, somebody could bring a motion to revisit the issue, and a motion came six months later to relist the groups. Of course, now, they didn't deal with it that night. Now, there's all the delays, and people are talking about it. I was at all these meetings. I wasn't at the original one, but from here on, I'm speaking from eyewitness. So, anyway, there's all the speeches, should we, shouldn't we, and... You know, they wanted everybody to go back to their groups and they wanted to change the procedures of Toronto Intergroup, which they ultimately did, so that these issues could never come up again. And they passed, you know, procedural legislations, changed their bylaws, two-thirds vote, uh, and they had no problem doing this, by the way. In the meantime, they kicked out a third group from Richmond Hill who reads the conventional step. so... What's that all about? Uh, there, There was a lot of vendetta stuff against the agnostic thing. People didn't stand up calmly and say, oh, they've changed the steps, they've got to go. They, uh, In in a crude expression, they threw a lot of shit against the wall Mm -hmm. to see what would stick. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, oh, there's people there identifying as addicts and just whatever Mm -hmm. they could think of. They made a real issue trying to, and I understand this one in hindsight, they uh, tried to make the position that they had uh, handouts of these altered steps, and that would take it outside the group level, You know, if they just read them at the group level, you know, hard to, uh, with our, uh, you know, anonymity the way, or uh, sorry, Mm -hmm. autonomy the way it is, should be able to do that. uh, And I think they were aware of that, and they tried to make it more. Oh, there's, uh, you know, they hand out these agnostic steps and people go home and uh, kill Christian babies and worship Satan. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they tried to build it to more than what it is, but there was a lot of personal vendetta stuff going on. So. Here they changed all the legislation, uh, and now th- then they voted down the uh, uh, the motion to relist uh, about probably five months after it came to the floor originally. They kicked out the third group. Mm-hmm. Now these guys are gone for good, and they cannot petition to come back on.
2: Right. There's no
1: motion to relist even available. Now, what they did at that time uh, Probably unwittingly, is they set up this lawsuit or now this uh, uh, civil rights complaint that's undergoing, that's you know probably near the end right mm-hmm. now. Anyways, it, 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 if if I had a group of native uh, natives, mm-hmm. native Canadians, right. native Americans, where you are, mm-hmm. if they set up a meeting within Toronto InterGroup and if they read the steps uh, and they substituted Great Spirit for mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is that so terrible? Well, they would automatically be disqualified from membership under Toronto InterGroup and in the new legislation, and the Ontario government would not be happy with that. No. Mm -mm. Uh, I read the civil rights legislation and it is specifically, uh, about groups like the Lions Club and AA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can't disqualify black people. You can't disqualify, uh, you know, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't disqualify based on religious discrimination. And it's very clearly in the legislation, We uh, they're also guaranteeing freedom from religion. So right. uh, uh, Larry, uh, as I understand it, uh, all indications to me, he's done very well uh, in... Pursuing his case to this point, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's going to come out in his favor ultimately there's a mediation going on right now uh I think uh, they're they're trying to work out some kind of settlement uh, I think Toronto Intergroup at this point knows they're in the wrong g s o is involved in this I, I my suspicion is that they are pushing. Toronto Winter Group to settle rather mm-hmm. than have a, you know, more of a court hearing and a ruling mm-hmm. that could establish a precedent for, for elsewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's the same as like these celebrities get sued for some sexual, mis- you know, wrong right. activity and they settle out of court and you know, the people sign a non disclosure agreement and right. we go about our business. You know, in the winner Intergroup I-, I think the groups will be relisted. Mm-hmm. Uh and Larry might get some token amount of money, uh, mm-hmm. which he deserves for his mm-hmm. trouble and uh I'd like to see, just for the punitive effect, I'd rather like yeah. to see it. Toronto Winter Group, by the way, and I was at the the meeting uh, on the 29th of November. Uh, we were hoping there would be an announcement about, uh, you know, a resolution of this uh, uh, suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they have $264,000 in the reserve fund, which is a lot of money, even for a big city AA.
0: That's what I was thinking. I mean, we,
1: we only have uh, 80 groups that participate. Okay. You know, it's it's not you know hundreds and hundreds of groups. Okay. There are hundreds and hundreds of groups, right. but most of them don't bother with Toronto Intergroup.
0: True. Toronto Intergroup Group
1: doesn't. Well, Toronto Intergroup Group has a bad. They kicked out a the first gay group. Jeez. You know, they made <laughs> some excuse. Oh well, they're bringing in a second qualification besides the desire to stop drinking. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the the. Uh anyway, this, we are so wrapped up into technicalities. Yeah. Uh, the gay group becomes gay-friendly, <laughs> and now there's not a problem. But there was a problem because it was an anti-gay sentiment 40 right. years ago. That's why they got kicked out. Right. I I'm a, I'm a parent who was of that generation, World War II guy, mm-hmm. and came to AA in 1961. That's mm-hmm. my late father. hmm Uh, who I was very close to. But Mm -hmm. he was a racist and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of those guys. Uh, You know, he wouldn't uh, be marching in any rainbow parade. (laughs) You know, it's just... And, and, you know, to... uh, to his defense, you know, uh my father would be ninety two years old right now mm-hmm. if he was alive. Mm-hmm. You know, World War Two guy, you know, you, you know, it helps to be anti German if you're gonna shoot at these
2: people. <laughs> <True>.
1: You know? <laughs> uh, you know, an anti Japanese and right. uh right. you know, so there anyway there's a sort of racism inculcated into that and uh, nationalism and uh war plays into that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've some sympathy in that department, but uh
0: so you know, but yeah. When, so Toronto um,
1: InterGroup, yeah. Good. I was going
0: to ask you about this uh, when the when Larry when they filed the complaint with the the Ontario Human Rights um, Tribunal, the InterGroup as their defense, their initial defense was that <sighs> the the groups must believe in God and practice the AA steps. Yes. Okay. Now that yes.
1: now, that's
0: not their defense now, but what's 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 going on with that?
1: Yeah, let me let me tell you what happened there as best I understand it, and. Uh, uh I have a bit of an intergroup insider. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm one of the few heathens that's <laughs> getting some information from what's that's going right. on the other side. So anyway, when this happened and uh you know, I got a bit of information from the inner group guy and I pieced together because I've read the legislation, there is an out for religious groups. Right. I can't I can't go into the Catholic Church as a Muslim and say, Hey you son of a bitch, right. uh, let's call him Allah you know. <laughs> uh, here's a branch in in the Muslim neighborhood and we want to come to Catholic Church but we wanna dump Jesus and substitute Allah. <laughs> well, of course there in the legislation, religious groups are <laughs> sure. exempt. So
2: right.
1: uh Anyway, AA has been protesting to me for twenty five years ago that we're spiritual, we're not religious. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, which Larry brought up uh you know, but I think it was AA had attorneys or, and they've changed attorneys. Toronto Intergroup has changed attorneys uh-huh. as I understand it. Their first attorneys they <laughs> saw this out, you know, right. if they read the religion if they read the AA big book, they'd say, Well, this is a religion <laughs> So you know I mean, you know, we're always trying to, you know, get the best of what we want out of yeah, a deal. Yeah. You know, we're we're not we're not religious even though our book <laughs> is totally religious and, and People, people misunderstand the term religion. Right. They think religion means the church at the corner. Religion, in a broader sense, <laughs> is all the God stuff that's in AA. That's uh-huh. religious stuff. You know, concerned with how did the universe start? Is there a friendly being that looks over us? <laughs> that's all religion, you uh-huh. know? But people say, oh, I'm not a Baptist, I don't go to church, so I'm not religious. Well... You know, you're belonging. I've i belonged to two religious organizations in my life, John. Mm-hmm. The first one was the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and the second one was AA. Yeah, <laughs> <I> agree with <laughs> so, that. <laughs> so, you know, it's at number two at worst. So anyway, so the lawyers use this defense and uh I talked to Larry and I think this was this was some kind of Skypey uh uh-huh. conference call. I don't uh-huh. know whether it was video or not, but uh uh, you know the uh, anyway there were new, there were new york people represented with their attorneys there's larry who's represented himself by right. the way right. totally kicking ass with no attorneys i know and uh
0: and i used to think he was a lawyer group. but he's not he's not even an attorney no at he's not
1: <laughs> And, uh, smart guy, smart yeah. guy and, uh, stubborn as a pit bull. Right. <laughs> like, and that's what's, you know, the persistence of this stuff. And, you know, I have to salute this guy for one thing specifically. This was a very courageous act. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, Larry, if Larry ends up with 10 grand out of this deal, it, it, it he's, that's going to pay him four bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that it, it he's not doing this for the money. No. He's doing for this for the people yet to come yeah. and for the principles. and maybe on the negative side it's a bit of a resentment mm-hmm. against Toronto Intergroup for other reasons too. Mm-hmm. But uh um yeah, so uh the lawyers. Uh, this is this is uh, and this is this came to the papers in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, people people are just hearing about this. It's been going on for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, when if you and I file a complaint tomorrow to the Human Rights Commission, you know, four months from now we end up in front of somebody, an adjudicator, mm-hmm. and okay, make your case. And maybe I filed, like lawyers do, a written presentation. And the other side files a response. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they look at all this stuff, and 90% plus of cases are blown away right in the early going. Mm-hmm. And Larry's case was determined to have merit to yeah. move on. That was already put them in the min- minority of cases. Most of the groups that move on, there's a settlement in favor of the complainant, whether it goes to a tribunal, which is kind of like a trial. Mm-hmm. Or whether there's a settlement, and the, I mean, the Human Rights Commission hopes both sides will get together and come to a compromise. This is why the one of the reasons right. the process moves so slow. Uh, anyway, since in February is when the lawyers came and said, "Ooh, uh, we're going for the, we're, you know, <laughs> right. the belief in God is a fundamental requirement being a AA member." Well, a lot of fundamentalist AA members are still shaking their head over that one. Yeah because right? they're making this spiritual pitch and uh, uh-huh. God can be whatever you want it to be, et cetera. So anyway, they overshot the boundaries there, and uh, I think according to Larry, the GSO lawyers just went sh- silent like they were in a state of shock.
0: Oh, I bet. So,
1: I, it's I like the lawyers you know, for the
0: group didn't really understand AA or what AA wants, purports
1: itself to be. To say, no, yeah. I think what they did was—and here's— this You have to slap this on the AA intergroup committee, and I have some sympathy for this. Uh-huh. The current committee, there is not one member on the current committee that was on the committees in 2011 and uh, 12. Yeah. So this has dropped into their lap. This is dominating their term of office, and these people are mostly good people. They're there to help and work on some committees and, you know, supply literature to hear and go into jails and Mm -hmm. organize all that stuff. So they're there to do that, and instead, they're dealing with this case (laughs) from years ago. So anyway, here's what I'm thinking, And, and Toronto Intergroup is cheap. They didn't sit down enough with the lawyers and say this, this, and this. I think uh-huh. the lawyers, they read the AA literature, they read the complaint, and uh, they they read the legislation, right. and they said, oh, here's our out. <laughs> right. And then instead of saying, we're going to do this and have some big consultation, I think they told the intergroup guys, we're going to get you off this. Okay. We're going to make, because my intergroup insider, they did not take this seriously early and I'm asking the guy, he says, you know, a intergroup Are Group, you know, and this guy's on committees and stuff, are they talking about this? No, they're not even worried about it. Wow. It's just like the lawyers told them, they would make it go away. And they tried to make it go away with this, uh, um, you know, belief in God is required. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Larry was, was able, off the top of his head, he was able to blow that out of the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then once the adjudicator said, this was in February, they made the decision that Larry's case had merit to go to tribunal. And now there was a big splash in the Toronto Toronto Sun newspaper, second biggest newspaper in the city, probably the third biggest in the country. And there was an article uh, pretty, you know, like mystified that AA is taking this position and mystified that, you know, why should somebody have to believe in God in order to get sober Mm -hmm. and, you know, mystified that people who don't believe in God are sent on their way to drink themselves to death. Mm -hmm. That's certainly not AA's purposes. You know, I understand it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, then they give them all this time. And according to Larry, uh, Toronto Intergroup has just been pushing for delay delay delay, delay, and uh, you know all this negotiating time that that was a period where they could have privately negotiated right you know from February to this November hearing uh, the November eighteenth thing uh, was the start of mediation well and, and I think that got delayed uh, from an earlier date but mm-hmm. So Toronto Intergroup has just kind of been pushing it off and I don't know whether it's the committee guys just uh you know, this may fall into the next committee. I think uh wow. I think in January a new set of people takes over. Yeah. But uh yeah, anyway, they spent twenty eight grand on legal fees and uh you know, they're not getting much for their money.
0: No. So
1: you know, and this is a,
0: yep. they they changed their defense though, didn't they? They changed it from the "you must be uh, you must believe in God." Then they didn't— well, go ahead.
1: What what's happened? That defense got rejected. So the adjudicators they listened to that. They listened to what Larry had to say, and they said, uh, "No, no, 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 we're not buying this." <laughs> okay. So it's not so like, I don't know what they've changed it to, mm-hmm. but yeah, they've they backed away from that. Uh, there was a meeting immediately. I was at the February meeting and uh, now, and the, the intergroup reps, so representing the groups, they've been pretty much kept out of the loop. So they're all at this meeting after reading the paper and people in their groups are reading the paper. And so they get down there, ask a bunch of questions, find out what's going on. And that was an interesting meeting because here's this poor chairman guy who I recognize as a kind of a gentle type. Mm -hmm. You could see the type and, you know, he's in this over his head and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, people are demanding to you know what 's going on, and uh, uh you know they weren 't saying much <laughs> he didn 't have much to say at this point, and you could see everybody in the committee was in a semi state of shock that this hadn 't gone away like their lawyers had told them was going to happen yeah. and that 's where that 's where they announced that they were going to change solicitors okay and uh you know go with somebody else, and they said we kind of got misinformation and Anyway, that was the start of them taking it seriously at the intergroup committee level. Yeah. They thought it was going to go away. Now, what their defense is now, I suppose, is, oh, you've altered the steps, right. so you're making it not AA anymore, so goodbye, own your own group, right. form your own group, just don't call it AA, right. you know, that classic thing we uh-huh. see online all the time. Yeah. Uh, but as a, but I don't think the Interior government's buying that. no. You know, you don't have the religious exemption to make those demands, and here's the, where they have a problem. Larry's case is a little bit more complicated, but if I file a case tomorrow saying, oh, they won't admit me because I called God, Allah, at mm-hmm. our meeting, that would blow through immediately. Yeah. They can't do that. You cannot do that. Uh, Larry's, it's a little, you know, it's a little harder to see, but -hmm. the legislation is there, I think, uh, where he's going to win. And I think Toronto Intergroup knows that now. I think they're arguing about what the settlement is and what they can get away with. And then, of course, I think they have to bring it back to the groups and get it voted on, and that's going to be a whole other model because there's going to be people not want to follow the Ontario law because they think they have traditions on their side. (laughs)
0: So, what's going to be the ramifications? So, if what, either way, if there's a settlement, I guess the settlement okay. would be that they let the groups back Here, in.
1: Yeah. Here, here's what I see happening the groups are readmitted, and Toronto Intergroup becomes much more liberal than it's ever been in its 70 year history. Mm-hmm. And they are going to stay in the hell out of the business of individual groups. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some fundamentalists who think what they did was wrong because they overstepped their boundaries. And there's things that I'm no expert in the concepts, but there's stuff in the concepts about taking no punitive action.
2: Right. Anyway,
1: they took punitive action against these groups, right. yeah. you know, hard to, hard to deny that yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, uh, like what I see online. And, you know, people from Pittsburgh and Los Angeles, they're talking about the Toronto thing. You know, what do you know about it? You know, right. they're bringing their own slant, no personal information. They're missing at least half the information. Right. And, uh, but, you know, they expound on it based on what they hope happens, I guess. Yeah. But, uh,
0: so, if yeah the, so if there's a settlement, there's no legal, like, precedent or anything. And so... The, just,
1: the, just to put on the record, to put on the record very clearly, and I'm not a lawyer either, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I uh, this case was filed by Larry as an individual. This is not filed by a group.
2: Right. Uh,
1: I I am probably and, and you know, I know this is a stupid thing like uh, I'm one of the cool. I'm at the cool table of the mental asylum. <laughs> I uh, I am one of the foremost Toronto area heathens. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm in the loop with right. what's going on. Right. I wasn't consulted about, uh, we're thinking of filing a lawsuit, whatever. Right. Larry went and did that. Now, if he talked to a couple of people, uh, I wasn't one of them. Uh-huh. But the, the, the suit, uh, people think, oh, well, the group sued AA. Mm. Well, no, that's right. not exactly what happened. Uh, Larry, as an individual, filed this, and he's been taking all the action, and I'm on the fringe, guessing, and you know, hear little tiny bits here and there. Right. But uh, I was at the intergroup meetings. I've read mm-hmm. all the press. I've read the legislation, and I, of course, I'm following it with great interest. If it goes to a tribunal type of situation, mm-hmm. and there's a decision made uh, now, there's this. I, I, I expect that would be a legal precedent yeah. being set. Yeah. And you know, different jurisdictions uh often a precedent in one area carry some weight in a different area.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: if, if I'm in Detroit and the state of Michigan has civil rights legislation, uh, if it's anywhere near as close to the stuff in Ontario, mm-hmm. and a lot of the Americans say this is a Canadian thing. It's actually mm-hmm. province of Ontario.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, uh, you know, uh, our provinces are like your states. Mm-hmm. So it's a state legislation the province of Ontario, biggest mm-hmm. province in the country. Mm-hmm. But that's where the legislation is. That's where the hearings are going on downtown Toronto. And uh, so, yeah, so I- I- any jurisdiction with similar legislation, they're going to look and say, well, geez, in Toronto, this is what happened, and here's the decision, and, the, you know, there'll be a 30 page uh, why we decided this, and that becomes part of the record. And, and I don't think, especially, Toronto Intergroup's not going to care too much one way or another, but uh, GSO New York does not want that precedent being set mm-hmm. that. We we could have a hundred lawsuits in the next three weeks yeah. in different parts of uh, the country.
0: Right? Uh, you A&E know, World I mean, Services the country is part of all the suit. They're they're included with the Toronto InterGroup. Aren't yes. They?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what happened was uh, Larry kind of tagged them on, like uh, if. Uh, I sue my ex wife for, for divorce and I tag John S. on there because mm-hmm. I'm screwing around with her, it's uh, you know, I I become a co co respondent mm-hmm. and uh, 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 there's some and there's some lawyers on groups I'm online with and they're outraged that Toronto Intergroup wasn't dismissed. Or no, sorry, not that GSO wasn't dismissed. Mm-hmm. Oh well they you know, they don't own property in the province of Ontario and the Anyway, people just take the position that they support what they want and go with it. Anyway, this is the Internet era. Uh, uh, GSO sells uh, books to Ontario. They do business in Ontario. The other thing... Before the 2009 delisting, Toronto Intergroup did a little consultation with the head office,
2: ah. okay? They
1: said, they ran. It. we're thinking of kicking out these groups, they read the oh, right. uh, altered steps, and they got a response
0: that's right.
1: saying, yeah, you're right, uh, you, you should boot these guys out. Which the woman that sent the response later backed off
0: from yeah, Mary Claire.
1: And she, she did a was it yeah, and her whole apology was in the Toronto Intergroup newsletter in September but they didn't revisit the issue,
2: wow. right? So oh, it's just wow. you
1: know these guys are gone. So you know we kicked these guys out partly on false information, but and and I don't think Larry even brought up in the suit, uh, right? That uh, that May Claire thing, which he could have,
2: right. and
1: I think that ties in. So, but but I don't think uh, GSO is worried that they're going to get slapped with a ten thousand dollar settlement or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they're worried about a precedent being set. And now, uh, you know, anywhere, and there's a variety of places that groups aren't listed.
2: Right, you know, it's not are. just
1: Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, you know, I think there's probably more where they're given grief than not. Uh, our, our group in Oshawa, we've been, in Whitby, we're in, Oshawa is the uh, General Motors town just mm-hmm. east of me. The inner group there is kind of for the suburban East. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, we decided not to read steps. And here's my thinking on this. I think a group should be able to read whatever they want at their meeting, but reading steps, is, it's just a matter of principle. I don't think it helps anybody get better. Right. Uh, I was, The last time I was at the Beyond Belief meeting downtown, somebody said, oh, would you read the steps? So I'm reading the altered steps, and I'm looking around, and there's four conversations going right. on, the same as they're in the other meeting. So we're not saving anybody by reading no. them this stuff. It's purely a matter of principle. So when uh, When we started a group in Whitby, our thinking was, "We want to help people that are currently not being saved. so we have a prayerless meeting we don 't read the uh, regular steps we don 't read any steps, we have a minimal of reading.
2: Right. We
1: have a one hour meeting we get to the meeting meet pretty quick and uh, we ironically we have a step meeting, and we don 't read the twelve and twelve and we don 't read the big book right. we don 't read any of that stuff, but we have uh, you know and, and let 's get to an interesting one. We have a step three meeting. We laminated cards with the regular steps Mm -hmm. on them. So here's where AA is all about formality and format and legality. We read, uh, you know, we said today we're going to discuss step three Mm -hmm. and uh, two other topics we take as our format. But so... I put up my hand, I'm the group founder, but now I'm just a, a member. I put mm-hmm. up my hand and say, you know, I didn't do it that way because I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So here's what I did instead. Mm-hmm. And somebody else said, I just skipped this one. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever. And we are conveying ways to the one month guy, how to deal with AA and successfully navigate your way to sobriety. And, uh, so we, we felt that if we did the altered steps. We probably would have been kicked out of the, mm-hmm. we would have been not listed and we wanted to be listed. We wanted to get the word out there that we're here. And, uh, the name would be free thinkers, uh, that identifies us. Yeah. You know, uh, I think most people understand that that's something different for good mm-hmm. or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had people come and investigate us. One guy broke a chair in the meeting, <laughs> you
2: know,
0: You know, when we started our group, um, it was just me and one other guy. And initially, we were going to write a set of steps, and I had written some out. But the more we thought about it, the more we thought, no, because this is just what our idea is of these steps. Who are we to say what other people should think? So we decided just to use the regular, we have, we display the regular official, you know. 12 steps. Yep. But then we, and we also Above. have step meetings, but we don't read from the big book or the 12 and 12 for it. But we, you're,
1: you're doing it both the same as us. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and, I, and, and I think
1: I'm, that works. I'm, I'm a bit of a process guy. I, I I think uh, what I see, and, and I have some experience in it now, what I see in agnostic AA is what I still call it. What I see in uh, agnostic or not religious AA is. Mm-hmm it's too many people come in and say, I don't like the God stuff and they end up doing nothing. Right. If you grab the average four month guy in our group, he doesn't have a sponsor.
2: He's you know,
1: uh, there's tremendous benefit. I've gotten out of self-examination, amends, uh, you know, I think the uh, I think uh, the AA big book uh, uh, its understanding of alcoholics and alcoholism is brilliant. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't get into little ar- arguments about allergy. Right. The time that was written, that's distinguishing a moral defect from a physical problem in me that's not in 92% of the population. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good from that perspective and it nails that and it nails it for me when I quit drinking uh, because I'm in big trouble. Like I was doing in 1990, I'm quitting drinking and then I'm going back to it and I'm quitting drinking and I'm going back to it. And the cycle of that in the doctor's opinion is brilliant Yeah, because Once I've been sober for three weeks, I've just had all the sobriety I can stand, Uh and uh, uh, so I go back to drinking, and that's what alcoholics are like, and I believe that 100% and to the core, and that describes me. And if I don't engage in some kind of process, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's refuge recovery for some people mm-hmm. in the modern world. When you and I came in, there weren't a zillion choices. And right. There weren't agnostic meetings in our area, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing about smart recovery for years. I'm in a city of 5 million people. Mm-hmm. The closest smart recovery meeting to me is 50 minutes away, and I think there's only two nights a yeah, week.
0: Yeah, that's how
1: so smart is. recovery a lot of places has next to no penetration, yeah. and I'm I'm not going to knock it. I don't know much about it. I read Jack Trimpey's original book, and I saw Mm -hmm. him on Phil Donahue years ago. The Rational Recovery thing it was at the time, and uh, you know uh, he 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 was a he was an angry guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, kind of the you don't want what he's got uh, type. But uh, but you know, I mean, he did his thing and stubbornly, you know, and uh, Stanton Peel have done some pioneering in favor of the. Anti God thing. Yeah, and, uh, there's a, there's a guy on the internet on that Rowdy Rumwell we- website.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: John C. Mm-hmm. and he says we all get sober the same way. We just label it differently. I,
0: I kind of agree. And with that. Uh,
1: yeah, and uh, you know, when a man doesn't amend, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm. Uh, The last two years, my parents were alive. I parented my parents, and I really stepped up to the plate. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things I'm most proud of in my entire life, more than the book, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a mixed relationship with my parents, some good, some bad. I was good when they were lending me money, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, bad in some other ways. But anyway, in the last two years, I had a brother out of town and a sister out of town, and I have two ed- elderly parents. i got to go to doctor's appointments twice a week and have no car anymore. So I'm doing their shopping and taking them shopping. And I'm taking the old man out to two AA meetings a week because that was his favorite place to go in the world. I'd rather go to AA meetings than go to Hawaii. And, uh, So anyway, I am doing all that, and um, that doesn't matter whether I believe in God or not. Mm -hmm. That's being a decent human being, and I sleep real well at night. They've been dead for 10 years, and I don't have a bunch of guilt that I would certainly have if I hadn't done that stuff. So that stuff comes from AA. Yeah. You know, I am not an a men-making guy as my default position.
2: Right. You know,
1: I am not a do-the-right-thing guy as my default position. Yeah. I am do what's best for Bobby and, yeah. you know... Uh, Anyway, that's a change. And that's, I think, uh, you know, like if somebody pressed me and said, geez, you're sober 25 years. Have you had a spiritual awakening? Yeah. I go, I don't know. You know, like I don't know. By that label, you know, some days I would say no. Mm -hmm. You know, other days uh, I've had a personality change. There you go, yeah. You know, that's undeniable. And is it sufficient to overcome drinking? Well, you know, I haven't had a drink for a long time, and I don't think about it very much. Right. You know, that temptation thing is gone. I'm trying to lose some weight right now. I'm thinking of cheesecake right now, right. John. So, so you know, when you when you want it and uh, you're just keeping away from it,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, you know that's hard. Right. That's hard. So you know, I I, I am not an AA hater. No. Uh, you know, I, I even today I belong to a conventional group, mm-hmm. and we set this. Uh, we might change this, but the meeting we started in Whitby we set up as a meeting. Mm-hmm. If you know the difference, there's no members and oh, it's a service okay. meeting. There's a couple of benefits of that. Uh, one thing we can't get a bunch of fundamentalists come in, join the group, and uh, make a motion to change the group and pass it because they got 12 new votes. Uh, Craig and I have uh, total control. You know. Gotcha. So that's when's the next committee meeting? <laughs> but I don't think we're having one. So. Uh, Craig was at a group, uh, and here's his background, very nice guy, this Craig guy, about 16 years sober. Totally different story from me. Mm-hmm. I was an atheist in day one, arriving in AA, and I wasn't shy about telling people. Craig came in, and he did everything they told. A little more like your story, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Did everything in the conventional thing. Like, uh, you know, people said to me, pray. I said, right. what else have you got? <laughs> and, you know, but Craig, Craig did the prayers or whatever. Right. And just after like 12, 13 years, he's solid in his sobriety, but he knows he's masquerading this thing that he uh-huh. never really believed in, and right. he decided to be more authentic. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that was his interest. Anyway, he was at a group uh, uh, near Oshawa, and they passed a motion to get rid of the Lord's Prayer, which is very, very rare in this area. Mm. Every group ends with the Lord's Prayer, yeah, it seems to me, uh, that's the nature of you know, AA is very regional. Mm -hmm. If, uh, you know, if it goes one way, that whole region tends to go that way. So Mm -hmm. anyway, they, they pass a motion anyway. Uh, and here's, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, they, they they wrap themselves in cloaks of the end, justifying the means, but 15 people went and joined that group, re brought up the motion the next month, reversed the decision, put the Lord's prayer back in, uh, half the people quit the group. And, uh, Anyway, there's there's a type of manipulation, and, uh, yeah. you know, a Toronto, Toronto Intergroup, when they uh, had the motion to relist those groups, they did something similar. I was walking from the parking lot to the uh, Intergroup meeting, and there were four guys got out of a van, and I'm walking, uh, you know, 20 feet behind these guys, and I could hear the conversation. Three of those... Uh, Guys, they were representing groups within the geographical region of Toronto, but they weren't participating in Toronto Intergroup and hadn't for years. Mm-hmm. But they came here to vote against the anti God people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, there's the morality of the good side. Mm-hmm. You know, they politicized and, and as it turned out, they didn't need to rig it. And I don't know how much of that there was, mm-hmm. but I saw three guys that shouldn't have been there, and I can tell you what side they voted on.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, But, you know, they rigged it. And, uh, um, you know, uh, where's the morality in that? Right. You know, did God tell you to do that? You know, <laughs> maybe. Oh, Yeah.
0: Well, it's going to be real interesting to see how all this plays out, and hope, hopefully it'll hopefully it'll be a settlement. Um, I, I think there'll be some change in in AA overall, um, for, probably for the better.
1: I, you know, like uh, I considering I have a couple of book projects going, and one I was considering it would be a great book, the man who changed AA. And uh, uh, that's you know the Larry story and mm-hmm. all the build up to all this. I, I think this has effects beyond Toronto. Yeah. Now even even when they settle and and. GSO is not going to encourage anybody in any the intergroups to delist groups. Right, I think I think they're going to discourage. And you know, they're not in charge, so they're going to do that in a subtle way. Right, but I think they are going to discourage. You know, anybody that contacts uh, GSO asking for advice is going to be told. You know, if you're very unwise to delist any groups, no matter what they're doing.
0: Absolutely. And
1: that's 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 a positive change, Ray. I mean, we're we're supposed to be inclusive. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what 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 does all this choose the God of your own understanding? Oh, but don't say it out loud. Right. Right. You know, I mean, what's that all about? Yeah. You know?
0: So, talking about just to wind up things up, um, what do you have you're working on right now for a new book? What are you doing?
1: well just quickly and it's a good thing we burned up all the time because <laughs> i have st- i have starting one that i think is fascinating mm-hmm. and it's going to be a historical fiction regarding bill wilson yeah and uh, i have a uh, uh, and i just can't tell you great details about this okay. because i think it's a genius idea, Okay. and I don't want to talk about it a great deal until sure. I have it just about done, yeah. because somebody could hear this and say, and oh, jeez, I could do better. Exactly. Anyway, I, I have a way the whole thing starts that is very interesting, okay. but it would get into stuff like Bill Wilson giving us his slant on what happened in town. Up, uh,
0: I would also. love that. I would love to read that. Yeah.
1: So... Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting, and then maybe, uh, I don't know how far deep I'm going into the sex thing, yeah. but uh, I guarantee you Bill Wilson had a, a bunch of girlfriends.
2: Oh, yeah. That was
1: his lifetime pattern through the whole uh, time of his life. And, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, there'll be some confessional aspect of that. And
0: uh, um, and you have another book coming out. That anyway, that's interesting.
1: I have another thing that's in total stall. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, last fall, right read about this time i i was doing a book and it was just cranking is about like addiction treatment pre aa oh yeah and uh, the na- name of that book tentatively is the road to prohibition the road to aa uh-huh. and i have two two pathways running you know all the temperance stuff that yeah. led up to prohibition four chapters on temperance Carrie nation Uh, There were a bunch of groups like the Washingtonians. We Mm -hmm. think that's unique. We just heard about that. Oh, the Washingtonians. Mm -hmm. There were dozens of those groups and local ones and some of them, and they all had success. AA didn't open the door to success in treating alcoholics. The open the door to keep it going for a while. And what happened with these other groups, the main character would die and the group would die off, or they would get in some political controversy. And, uh, you know, uh, the longer I'm around this thing and the more I know about history, Bill Wilson's biggest contribution may be the 12 traditions, more Mm -hmm. than the steps. Mm -hmm. I don't think the steps are that important. And Mm -hmm. don't shoot me for this. Uh, fundamentalist folks but I don't think the specifics of the steps are very important Mm -hmm. but I have to be doing something you Mm -hmm. know referee refuge recovery which I don't know a great deal about is gonna work for a bunch of people Mm -hmm. they don't have any steps but they have some kind of process. I right. need to be doing something to counteract this uh uh disease or mm-hmm. malady, whatever it is. And uh so that's good. So anyway, I have stuff like that in the go and I've really I set that that project aside last fall to take a break for Christmas mm-hmm. and have done hardly anything on it since. Mm-hmm. And then I I am cranking a little bit on the uh, the Bill Wilson historical fiction. I look forward which, to that uh, one. I think that one will sell some copies. I and, think so. Uh,
0: My wife. I'm loves not independently fiction, by wealthy.
1: Uh, I did the first book. I would have if I'd have lost three thousand dollars, I can afford that. And mm-hmm. if I'd end up with a bunch of copies, but print on demand has changed the uh, the whole small specialty book business.
2: Yeah. So
1: anyway, I sell some books, and I wish it was more, mm-hmm. and uh, I get a, a little income from the key players in AA history mm-hmm. that's like an annuity. Amazon that's sells nice. copies every month, that's and uh, we probably sold more in 2016 than I did in 2015.
2: That's so great.
1: unlike a novel that comes into the stores, has its two-month run, and then dies off a bit. Uh, anyway, it's just steadily, it's there and people mm-hmm. come across it. And, no, this looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, just the one thing about that. Uh, and, uh, I thank you, Roger. Roger said to me one time when I was cranking this book, he said, I think I can get Ernie Kurtz and Bill White to do the forward.
0: Amazing.
1: And, uh, I almost drove to Hamilton to smell Roger's breath because <laughs> I thought he'd been drinking. Uh huh. And, uh, um, uh, like that was, that was unbelievable to me to get yeah. an association with these two guys. Like for somebody like me, a history junkie, these are the top of the uh, heap. Oh, yeah. uh, Bill White's lesser known because he's written less specifically about AA, mm-hmm. more about the treatment industry in general, mm-hmm. but Ernie Kurtz, I mean, not God, the spirituality of that imperfection. Uh, you know, anybody that's ventured outside conference approved material, this guy is fabulous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he writes the foreword to my book.
0: That's incredible. And
1: uh, I almost started crying. I, yeah. I, up until we had it, I didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of this, we don't have the foreword yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ernie Kurtz dies. Uh, they, th- he was very, very sick, and they were covering that up and uh, not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Him and Bill White were scrambling to get his legacy put mm-hmm. together in the sense of not his personal legacy, mm-hmm. but material they wanted mm-hmm. here and there. Anyway, the day after Ernie Kurtz died, uh, we got uh uh, forward wow. and uh, uh, from Bill White, and this is the type of person Bill White is, so I wish I was like him as a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sends over this forward and he says, you know, Ernie's read your book, and uh, 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 this stuff in here is my thoughts and his, even though he's not here to sign up on it, I think he'd be fine with it. Mm. And uh, so we got this forward. The first thing I'm thinking, is kind of brief. Now that I'm thinking, you know, it, brevity is good. You know, yeah. I'm more likely to read a one-page forward than I am a four-page forward. True. And anyway, there's some great stuff in there about storytelling. And mm-hmm. anyway, that ties me to these guys, which didn't have the effect on book sales that I hoped it might. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but it, anyway, it's just when this whole book thing has been a fabulous experience for me. I wish I would have ventured into the writing thing years ago. I have some level of skill at it. Oh, you're uh, real good at it. I'm not Leo Tolstoy, but, you know, I can go get the sources, make notes, and bring together a cohesive essay. Uh, 35% of my books is quotations. Yeah. So I just bring you what other people have said. Well, I sure respect the skill involved
0: with it. I tell you what, I really do. Getting more involved with AA Beyond Belief, I respect it more and more all the time how people can put these things together. It's incredible. So the yeah, anyway, easy. I think
1: sometimes you're, you're a bit like me. I, we're maybe reluctant to recognize our own skills. Like Roger said to me one time, he says, oh, you're a better writer than I am. I'm going, are you crazy? You're fabulous. And he yeah. is. He's way better than me. But that he would even say that, uh, you know, it, it, he was being gracious, but it wasn't totally gracious, like I'm leaning down to give you a compliment. Mm-hmm you know, he meant you're a very good writer mm-hmm. and, uh, certainly the equal of him. And as he was saying it genuinely, and I'm not, but what a nice thing to hear. And, uh, you know, I think in a small way, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm getting to the age now you start thinking, get your affairs together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is something I'm leaving behind. I think it's a tiny contribution to AA Absolutely. in a way. And, uh, you know, and to people interested in AA history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I wish more people were yeah. <laughs> to a greater degree. I think, they, hey, I I have think a it's brother, getting
0: more I have popular, a, though, Bob. There are actually groups in Missouri who have um, AA history meetings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I
0: think it's getting more popular.
1: I was approached at one point about uh, putting together a history presentation and taking it around to groups. Mm-hmm. you know, so at their speaker meeting instead, here's Bob Kagan to tell us about history, but I, it just, I thought it'd be a bit self-serving, uh, <laughs> with me there with my stack of 30 books for sale. And, uh, um, it just is a bit, not a, ish. Uh, so yeah. anyway, I, I wasn't unhappy when we didn't pursue that, but sure. I, I have a brother who's an executive and very well-off guy getting ready to retire and won't have to sell his $4 million house to do that. <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, he's a financial guy, and an accountant. Uh,
2: uh,
1: anyway, says to me, he says, so your genius plan here is you're writing a book about AA that is going to be pretty much of interest only to AA members. I said, yes, that's correct. <laughs> and now, from what you've told me, that book will not be sold at AA meetings. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. So, <laughs> it's less than a genius plan. So, but there's the conference approved thing. I mean... My uh, book, uh, if I really pursued it, I could probably get for sale at a couple of groups, but the vast majority, it's just a, they're not going to take a non-conference approved book. They, they sell, they sell them at our inter, inter, they, they would it.
0: sell it at our intergroup. Our intergroup sells non-conference approved literature.
1: Yeah, so does ours. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I actually I. Uh, I gave a copy of my book to the office manager mm-hmm. and uh I, I just haven't followed that up but uh
0: our director um, of our central office read your book when I first met her she was oh, in yeah. the process of reading it. Oh good. Yeah, she yeah. should stock it.
1: Yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been read on different continents and uh, uh-huh. sold in different countries and uh, um yeah, I I, was, I got some consolation like I've sold 6 or 700 books to this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not very many in the book business. Mm-hmm. But Ernie Kurtz's Not God book s- astonished me. Read, at 35 years after he had written it, mm-hmm. they had sold 65,000 copies. So mm. less than 2,000 a year. Wow. So Yeah, so that, that was a real shocker to me yeah. And to put it in perspective. So, yeah. you know, I'm selling 400 a year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm good with that in comparison to Ernie Kurtz. So, yeah. Now, I, and... I, I have not done one iota of advertising or, mm-hmm. uh, the only promotion I did was, uh, you know, when the book first came out, I probably sold a hundred locally, mm-hmm. but you know, I've given away a hundred too, uh, yeah. and I'm pretty open about being an AA member. I have a little golf business and I mm-hmm. gave books to clients of mine and almost everyone, Oh, my brother's an AA my next door yeah. neighbor's an AA. Yeah. So you know, there's some some knowledge of certainly of our organization, and uh, you know, I hope we move forward to where. We just have a bigger tent and there's room for, uh, I mean, the whole secular thing is growing. It's really growing and AA is not growing. You know, the the old answer, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. AA is broke at some level.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: we have the same membership numbers as 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. If I was the CEO of AA Corporation, I would be fired. Yeah. The population's gone up 30%. We're holding even. That means we're going backwards. Right. So, uh, anyway, the secular thing is going to bring in a lot of people that wouldn't otherwise have come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I and all the others, we're engaged in a noble mission here. I think so. Yeah, I do too. I, and uh, I get some pleasure out of that. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know, I did a lot of bad stuff for a lot of years, and uh, it's nice to be doing some to good give stuff. give something back, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Bob, I sure did enjoy this conversation. I, I thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, yeah, we went gonna... crazy
1: long. <laughs>
0: it's okay. Uh, I'll post yeah. this on Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. So. Um, yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be sending out notices to come and watch it. So <laughs> okay. maybe we'll get more uh, or come and listen to it. Maybe we'll get more than the normal. Uh,
0: Oh, yeah, you're really good uh, at doing that, by the way. Our, our our most popular article, I think, was Sister Ignatia, because you went out yeah. on Facebook on that one. Well, that,
1: that I could put everywhere. That was, you know, like some of the stuff I write is very innocent.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I've done a couple of things on... Uh, on uh, Beyond Belief, like yeah. the uh, the anti fundamentalist rant, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I, I did another essay kind of saying that AA operates a lot like uh, placebo effect and uh-huh. positive affirmations, right. and uh, boy, there were some people pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. One guy said, I'll, "I'll never look at you the same way." Uh, uh, what's happened to you? You've changed. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, it's been uh, it's been my pleasure, and uh, thanks for having me on here and. Uh, Thanks for setting up the website that uh, uh, is continuing what Roger started and oh, yeah. uh, almost, almost retired from. He's yeah. <laughs> getting pretty active for a retired guy. Oh, I know. He's anyway, Ro- Roger's an activist, and uh, I love Roger. And uh, uh, I-, I was crushed when he told me he was going to shut down the Agnostica thing.
0: And I'm glad he hasn't so, completely. I'm glad that he's, yeah, he's I am doing too. his thing. And he's got, right now, he's doing a history of. Uh, He's working on a book, helping someone with a book about the history of AA in Canada. Right, and that would be really interesting to see that come out.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I know with him. Yeah, probably, probably
0: really that that could be a dozen seller. Oh, a I don't
1: dozen know. seller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, you have a good day. I'll talk to you. Okay. Next. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks very much. Well, that's it for another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with Willow F. from Seattle, Washington. Until then, you all take care and be well.